Welcome to Marketing Growth Conversations, a show about purposeful growth for the marketing community. We're connecting with marketing leaders to explore how they've found success in delivering growth for their businesses, teams, and careers. I'm your host, Michael Fasciano, an integrated marketing and global content leader. Like many of you, I've seen that growth for marketers is rarely a straight path. And yet with courage, strategic thinking, creativity, and grit, it's the game changer for many businesses and an incredibly rewarding career. Welcome to another episode of Marketing Growth Conversations. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Marketer Growth Conversations. Today, we're joined by Matt Cross, who leads growth marketing, social, and community at Notch. Notch is a content marketing intelligence platform and consultancy. If you're a member of Notch's content and marketing community, Pros and Content, you've likely seen Matt in action. Matt has also worked in roles at tech startups and even as a trained chef. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks, Michael. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's it's great having you on. And I must say, it's also great connecting with you a few weeks ago through David Brown, the first guest on the Growth Conversations pod and a colleague of yours at Notch. It must be fun working with David and the entire Notch team. Yeah, David's great. He has a very long history and experience in marketing. Totally. And so you're driving growth marketing, community, and social at Notch. What's been the focus for you and the team as you dive into growth marketing as a marketing consultancy? Yeah. So we launched a new product about a year and a half ago now called Pathway IQ, which is customer journey intelligence. So really showing the full customer journey from the beginning to the end, just beyond first touch and last touch. We can see the missing middle of the customer journey, um, which is really important for growth and important for us. But along with that, We pivoted from focusing solely on content leaders as our buyers to also including other types of digital marketing, like demand gen, performance marketing, growth marketing, things like that. So that's really where we've been playing the game of the brand and and how do we stay core to our content marketing roots while also reaching a new audience that is also still pretty involved in content. That's been most of our focus is messaging and, and how to reach that new audience. Yeah, that's really interesting because I imagine if you're just focused on very senior marketing leadership, your universe is pretty small and targeted, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's important as many B2B marketers know that there's a whole expanded buying cohort that's influencing how those senior marketing leaders are making decisions. So have you all been looking at different roles that you're trying to work with or just trying to target people who are generally doing research and might have influence within that larger picture? Different roles. So content has largely been really difficult to quantify. So a lot of our customers and people we are reaching are more editorial brand side of content. And in the last year or so, budgets are getting tighter, marketing teams are getting smaller. And so there's a real need to understand how that content is driving to business outcomes more so than before. So that was the question we heard a lot from our customers is like, I need to know how this is driving to conversions. And so that's where we, how we built Pathway IQ. And so really focusing on the more people who are involved in, in a longer journey in a higher consideration products so that we can show that We find some really interesting things like top of funnel blog posts show up in multiple places along the customer journey, or it doesn't follow a clear path through content. 
And so being able to show where these faster pathways are is really important to marketers today to more efficiently prioritize their resources. Yeah, that makes sense. And I have to ask, what's it like creating community experiences for marketers? Because marketers are a, a savvy bunch when it comes to community. They are a savvy bunch, but they also are pretty extroverted and they like to interact and engage with, with other marketers. So I think it's like, you just have to give them the place to be who they are. One of my favorite things is the difference between a marketing Slack or Teams channel and a sales Slack or Teams channel. Yeah, The marketing channel is just like constant conversation. And the sales one is like once a week, maybe the boss posts something in there. <laughs> That's great. So yeah. kind of what we've done with, with the pros and content community, which is all the things is it's a place for content, demand, performance, growth marketers who use content to, to deliver business results, to just have a place to ask questions and get to know each other and network. So we've just been doing some simple programming, really. Just as I talk to the community members, they like that there isn't a thousand messages a day in there. But if there is a question that you get a really helpful answer is letting them marketers be themselves and giving them that space to do that. Yeah, well, I can personally attest to really enjoying being a part of the pros and content community and also following the podcast, which is excellent. So let's dive a little bit into your personal growth anchors. So complete this statement. I originally became a marketer because blank. So I became a marketer because I was in sales and I started to just see that the buyers were changing, that there was an increase in the amount of research that B2B buyers were doing on their own, and that there were a lot of people that were getting out and building their personal brands. And it just made sense to me. If you want to be able to sell some things, you want the people to be comfortable with you and trust you and know you before they randomly get on a call because they did a demo request and you just happen to be the person that is a signed to their headquarters state or something like that. Like there's no relationship sure. there. So I was working as an SDR under a marketing team. I learned a lot about marketing from them and just started seeing some limitations in like outbound and just that lack of visibility that you have as a salesperson and needing to get out there and just actually just engage with your community just authentically. I'm a marketer, marketing marketer. So that's it. That's my whole thing. That, that's awesome. And and how have your earlier experiences, you mentioned a bit about working in tech on the sales side, but even as a chef, how have those earlier experiences shaped your approach and experience in growth marketing today? I think my chef days, I learned a lot in working around intensity and what you can multitask with. I'm not a big fan of multitasking, but in the restaurant world, you are always multitasking with a lot of things, but always just questioning, what are we doing and why are we doing it? And is this the best way to keep doing it? And can we, can we do this better? Are we looking to make a better outcome? I think that's a big component of how I work. But then on the previous tech companies, they were customer experience focused, which just still ties back to the hospitality angle of restaurants. So I'm always just talking to customers, talking to the market, talking to really anybody to just understand what's going on and what their needs are. Um, and building systems internally that, that we can aggregate that information and then distribute it again back out to customers and our audience. I love that. I never really thought about how a hospitality experience would translate so perfectly to building community. That's a really cool and unexpected connection. Yeah. So in a word or sentence, modern marketing is a driver of growth by doing what? 
you have to reach new customers. It's so simple. People on the pros and content podcast talk a lot about how marketing is a growth center and not a cost center. And I am always amazed when I hear a CMO of a large company that says that because they means that they're having that conversation internally. So I think as marketing is growth is, is that you, you need to go out there and you need to reach new customers, whether that's through your existing customers or through net new customers, but that's at the heart of it. So reaching them, entertaining them, informing them, how do you teach them about what you do? And one of the problems we have is that we call it the broken arm problem. When you tell somebody that they have a broken arm, Hey, your your arm's broken. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Okay. So when we go talk to them, they're kind of like, Oh, I didn't know I had that problem, but now I do. Well, thank you. So a lot of that is what we're doing is just trying to reach new customers. Yeah. I really like that notion of driving value, maximizing impact, reducing costs and working more efficiently. Uh, I think that's critical to marketing success. And you definitely caught my attention on LinkedIn when you just were super forward thinking and embracing new modern tools like chat GPD. And then of course, when we connected a few weeks back and were coordinating, connecting this pod to the pros and content community, you had mentioned a tool that you'd been working with Descript. So what types of forward thinking ways of working are you embracing with these tools? How are you finding real applications that feel meaningful versus just using shiny objects? Yeah. I think it comes from my lack of being a marketer that I don't have a lot of experience working in marketing organizations and how things are done. And so I just, if there's a problem, then I just figure out how to solve it. And we're big believers in content here. And so we have a lot of content. And so just thinking about, well, how do I use this? If we have a webinar and it's full length sitting on YouTube or on our website, gets a little bit of views, but how can we use our other channels to take that content and distribute it to them? So that's generally how I'm thinking about it and how to do it faster because just editing video is really time consuming, Uh, but there's a lot of good uses in there. So with the script, it gives me a transcript and I edit the transcript. And so then we can use the transcript on the website. We can make short social posts out of it. Um, We can make like infographics or LinkedIn carousels and stuff like that. Taking video content and making short clips to distribute through paid has been really good for us and organic social And then like with ChatGPT, I think a lot of people try to go in and use it as write this blog post for me. And that's where it's going to be really bad. So I've been training chats on the different voices that I write in to see if that works. And it does. But if you start with original content and you're using it more as like repurposing, hey, take this paragraph that is on a topic that we want to talk about, write it as a LinkedIn post. And then you always have to do that final editing. But Things like that are really interesting to really save time, but you also need to be really aware of your brand voice and that you're still being distinct and unique and not just regurgitating whatever the AI told you. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. My perspective on items like ChatGPT is they're great tools to help you get to prototypes of work that you're trying to create faster, but that doesn't mean you totally outsource that work to the tool. You still have to play an active role as an editor and look critically at what it's offering. Make sure of course, that all the obvious things are corrected, but also validate 
maybe some of the information that's coming in with other experts and also be really proactive about all the sources that ChatGPT is pulling from and make sure those are credible sources. Make sure that you're really transparent about how all those things are being brought into the work that you're creating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I just look at it as a time saver. Totally. And I guess the other tool that we touched on Descript, I mean, that was a major growth moment for me, if I'm being totally honest, when you shared Descript and we were talking about some different ways to use the content from David's episode and share it with the community, but in shorter formats, I ended up going into the tool and testing it out over the weekend with another episode. And I have to tell you, my mind almost exploded when I was able to test out this new workflow of editing in a text-based format versus in media files on a classic media timeline. It allowed for such a faster way to clean up all the messiness of a classic conversation so that it's easier to listen to. But then also as an editor working off of essentially a transcript, being able to hone in on the most compelling parts of a conversation as any editor would do. I felt it got me away from the annoying part of editing media and more towards the exciting part again of being a storyteller and someone who's having great conversations with smart people. Yeah, I think that's it. And I, we had used a couple other tools on the lower price point side of easy video editing and things like that. And they were just hard to work with and the script kept coming up in communities and everybody I know that was running a podcast or video was, was using that. So gave it a shot and it's really affordable and powerful. I can turn a podcast episode into a edited full podcast in an hour ish, and then be able to pull out a couple of video clips and distribute them through the tool too. So it's been a really good workflow for me too. Absolutely. So let's shift gears a bit to some growth breakthroughs. Tell us about a signature growth moment that you often come back to as a marketing leader. How did that help the business? How does it still shape how you approach marketing as a leader today? I think the the launch of Pathway IQ is that the challenge around growth with an existing brand, with a change of the brand and new market and new audience and new problems that we were solving. So that has been a large pivot in the business. But since then, we've done several smaller pivots within what we believe is the TAM. We were targeting B2B and B2B, B2C companies that had high consideration products or services. And with Silicon Valley Bank and some other things like that in the market, we switched over to B2C solely because they were purchasing and B2B just hasn't been as much. So straddling that line of like, we're not getting away from the B2B people. We still want to be there for when they start able to buy again. But I think what I've learned from this is just really being able to be comfortable in knowing when you're rowing in the wrong direction and when you need to adjust. Yeah, And I think we've all on the team done it so many times that we go, oh, okay, yep, yep. I need three weeks, you know, shift all this and I need to do this. And now I think we're getting pretty good at it. <laughs> shifting. Yeah. I mean, that's part of having a growth mentality is 
looking at the data and the feedback and being open to what it's telling you and being willing to shift gears and see where that takes you yeah. and, and doing that in an agile and nimble way. I'm curious, do you use pathway IQ in your process Has pathway IQ taught you anything about how to bring pathway IQ to market? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we were our first customer. We were testing it on the website and we talk regularly with the product team about what we're seeing and what we want and what we want to see. So the way I use it is to prove the value of paid and organic social and basically through the channel. So I can show that we got X number of journeys started from organic social and then we look at like single touch versus a multi-touch journey. So multi-touch journey is that they've consumed multiple pieces of content and just watching that. So we're looking at the speed to a demo request from different channels, what pathways convert faster so we can aggregate, say like, look, these last 10 demo requests all took the same path from, you know, organic social. The other thing is that paid social typically has like maybe 90 day max on their tracking where we have a much longer sales cycle than that. So maybe that person started in paid social last August, Pathway IQ is still tracking their journey through our website. And so we'll be able to show that if they convert in July, that it was the paid ads from last year that got them started on this journey. So yeah, we use it a lot and it's really helpful because we're a small team in really allocating our resources where we can show that it's working. I, I talk a lot about this idea of using data to make better decisions in more real-time ways and even creative in more real-time ways. I call that intelligent workflows. All these tools, whether it's chat GPT, script, the pathway IQ from Notch, it feels like there's these ways in which you just bring them into your routines and put these feedback loops and processes into action in seamless ways. I, I don't know if you've talked about what you call those new next-gen routines, but I've often thought about them as intelligent workflows for content and marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that intelligent workflows, like capturing customer data analyzing it and then making decisions based on it. We had some cool loops that were built. I think it's a measurement framework of what do you have and how are you capturing it? But then you need to take the time to analyze it and look at it. And then if you don't do anything about it, then all that's pretty useless. So then you have to do something, make decisions and act on it. Yeah, for sure. So I guess just focusing in on some learnings for today and tomorrow, What's the best marketing advice that you were ever given as a growth marketer? You still need to focus on the fundamentals. Like that's never going to change. Who is your customer? What is the problem? Where do they spend their time? How do you solve their problem for them? Stuff like that. And, and not chasing the shiny new tech objects or channels, unless it's a good and strategic move for you to go there. And the only way to know that is really knowing who your customer is and, and spending time and engaging in talking with them. Well, that's exactly what you're doing, I imagine, in the pros and content community. Have you come away with any unexpected learnings about marketing and or the customers you're targeting in the marketing world from just being a part of the pros and content community? Marketers are really interested in AI and how to use it. And especially content marketers are a little hesitant 
because that's their specialty. And so they're very concerned about things like the punctuation and grammar and and sources particularly. So they're very interested, but it probably has some time to come before it's as good as it maybe needs to be. But I guess where I've been talking about internally is like, how do we position ourselves and how do we help marketers use AI so that it is driving to business outcomes, but it also is distinct and unique to your brand voice and and things like that. So it's not just generic, bad content. Yeah, for sure. AI to some extent requires a bit of a mindset shift. Some of where the real opportunity is with AI is they say you're trying to think about like, can chat GPT and generative AI help us draft an article or write a set of posts? To my mind, if you've increased your productivity by 10 or hundred X, what do you do with that? Right? Do you just keep doing the same single deliverable over and over again? Or do you look at it and say, okay, now we can create maybe three or five versions of that deliverable and start to test and learn what is the best version of that that's going to drive the most performance and engagement. And so I think that that's maybe where that mindset shift needs to open up a little. And I admittedly will say it's easier said than done. I think that once you like go down that rabbit hole, so to speak, it's like, (laughs) is it easy to come back out of it or is it forever that way? But I do think that it's important for marketers to think about how focused tests around how these tools can not just create great creative, but totally elevate their ways of working. That's that's going to be a learning journey that all of us have to go through together. I imagine being a part of a community like pros and content will be critical moving forward so that marketers can compare notes on what they're trying and what they're learning. Just like how we compared notes on producing a pod and seeing that Descript was a game changer. I think that as there's more change happening in the marketing world, marketers need to be more connected than ever to compare notes and help all of us get smarter. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a a great point. And I think it is a journey that we're all on and nobody really knows how it's ultimately going to end up. But I just say, you got to at least learn it and know it around AI. Like you don't need to necessarily have to use it, but like give it a shot, understand what it can do so that you're not just completely left behind. For sure. So just to close out, Matt, how would you distill your growth experiences and learnings as maybe a couple quick points of advice to our listeners? Do you, do you have any closing thoughts? I think just test. I'm always trying out something new, but can this do this thing? I'm always like, hey, what about this? Can we do that? Pilot programs are important. I test a lot of things in short bursts and we just write up a quick Google doc on this is what we think, and this is how we're going to measure it. And did it work? Nope. Okay, great. Move on. So I think it's a test and learn is what I would say. Maybe we need a dedicated thread in the pros and content community for testing and learning uh, to, to get rapid feedback on prototypes that marketers are putting out in a safe space. Yeah, I like that. Well, Matt, thank you so much. This has been a really excellent conversation. I've enjoyed 
learning so much about all the new ways of working that you're exploring at Notch and with the pros and content community and really looking forward to keeping the conversation going in communities like pros and content and LinkedIn and elsewhere. So more to come for the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Michael. It's fun.